to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather today. And I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. This is the podcast that has been created to enhance, to connect and to inspire the Yarra Valley Grammar community and beyond. So wherever you are tuning in from today, I want to say thank you to you. Thanks for being part of this journey. My name is Paul Joy and on behalf of the small team of people who work on these episodes, welcome. Welcome and thanks for joining us as I sit down with another Yog, a Yarra Old Grammarian, and see how they have negotiated the challenges and the adventure of their time at Yarra. And today I'm going to sit down with Jack Harper from the class of 2012. I'm going to begin our conversation by asking him when he first started at Yarra and what his memories, his early memories are of the school uniform that he put on and wore proudly. Enjoy this conversation with Jack Harper from the class of 2012. Yep, yep. Um, I first started at Yarra Valley in 2007 um, and there is a photo of me uh, on my first day with a blazer on that was far too big. Um, I wore the same blazer I think the whole way through and it fitted me appropriately I think when I started in year 12 um, and I think it got down to my knees in year 7. Um, same goes for shirts, they were far too big as well. Um, and I had a yellow, red and black striped tie and um, socks that were pulled up to my knees. It was summer, so I was in shorts and yeah, the, it was the knee high socks, school shoes, uh, shirt and um, blazer. Very good. And so 2007, so you've started at Yarra in year seven. Um, and so there's a whole range of students all starting at the same time. Um, some are excited, some are nervous, some are anxious, some have got lots of friends already, some have got maybe no friends at this point. Tell us yep. a little bit about those early days. What did it feel like? Did you come and land straight away knowing people or was it all new? Um, I well, I knew two boys well. Um, so uh, Chris Anderson and Nick Mills were, were two. Um, Nick Mills I went to primary school with. Chris Anderson I knew well through um, sporting connections. Um, so they, and I was in the same tute group um, as, as them, which was, I think, a, a good way to, to start. And then I was really fortunate. I was in a really uh, sporty um, tute group in year seven. Um, we had, um, yeah, a lot of, uh, boys, I think, with similar interests when it came to sport, um, which um, which was really good, and so I fitted in, and, and I suppose yeah, made some connections pretty early on in my um, time at Yarra, purely just because we had similar interests in sport. So um, yeah, it was it was great in that those friendships, um, besides Nick, who who did leave Yarra after. Um, year nine to pursue some other interests but that aside um those friendships were all maintained all the way through um through uh, which was uh which was great mm. it's true that um there's lots of reasons why people are drawn together and, and their interests and and maybe their hobbies is part of it and and it's fair to say that if you've got a bit of a sporting prowess if you can probably at that stage if you can throw and catch a ball if you've got a bit of speed about you then fairly quickly you can um, almost elevate your standing and your position amongst a group of 
kids who also perhaps want to be known for being sporty. Um, what were your attributes? Like, were you fast? Were you tall? Were you able to throw and catch? Was it a particular sport where you kind of stood out? I think um, I could I could throw and catch and, and probably hit um, a ball were probably my my attributes that um, that I brought to the table from a. a uh, a sporting perspective um, cricket was my main sport I guess um, I'd been yeah fortunate enough to, to play um, in some representative teams in the years coming into to Yarra so cricket was was, was my main sport and um, then yeah I ran around um, at footy as well but um, we had a lot of talented footballers in, in my year so I was just um, yeah I think I played on the half back flank or something in um, in our school football team in year seven um, but um, no, they, we may had some pretty good memories in those, um, certainly those early days playing school football. We managed to have a little bit of success and um, yeah, which was, which was good fun. Saturday sport is, uh, is often a new thing for uh, our Year 7 students. I wonder if you can recall maybe there was a, a particular story or a particular moment where you had to be front and centre. Did you kick the goal after the siren or did you take a wicket or a great catch? one day on a Saturday playing for Yarra? Um, oh, probably there's not many, um, yeah, not many individual moments that I can really recall, but um, undoubtedly, yeah, the most special um, sporting memory for me in my time playing um, school sport at Yarra Valley was I was fortunate enough to play in a, um, a premiership winning uh, cricket side. Um, I was in year 11 at the time and um, it was the actually the first year that um, they had a grand final um, as a part of the um, first competition. Um, and so we played, yeah, in the first um, cricket grand final um, as a part of, yeah, the, in the AGSV competition. And, um, yeah, we were fortunate enough to win um, on that day. So, yeah, I can't remember um, any sort of individual brilliance, I think, from my end that day, but that was certainly a really um, a really fun day. Um, my brother played in that side um, and then, yeah, lots of very close friends and I think to, yeah, share team success um, was, uh, yeah, I think that's something I look back on certainly more fondly than anything I did individually. That's uh, that's impressive, and I, I appreciate your understanding and the value of team. Um, can you recall what was your contribution to the grand final win? Did you make some runs, or did you uh, cheer people on? Did you take a catch? Um, I would have. Um, I was the wicket keeper, so I probably took a catch. I think at some point, um, I I was actually. I'll, I'll confess, I was the captain of that side, so. Um, I probably played a little bit of a role um, just from a captaincy point of view. Um, but I got the coin to land on the right side, so that was um, that was probably part of my contribution that day. And then it was a relatively low-scoring game, um, to be completely honest. So I don't think any of the batters made made too many runs of significance. And I think yeah, I think I chipped in with twenty-five or something like that. So nothing to write home about, but um, a small contribution to um, team success in the end. Fantastic. And and one of the great beauties of uh, team sport is in a context like that, and, and you said you're sort of in about year 11, you've had years and years of playing sport with some of those guys, but also part of the beauty of playing school sport is that they are also your friends off the field. They're in your classes and they're, you know, you're hanging out at lunchtimes. And so let's move into the classroom from an academic perspective. Where, where would we find you? Like, when you could, were you math, science? Were you 
maybe drama? Was it was it up in the art room? Where, where academically did you tend to start nudging towards? <laughs> it's a good question. A little bit of everywhere. I think um, when I was in that year 11 and 12 um, time of my life, I probably was like a lot of uh, students, not quite sure what um, I wanted to do afterwards. And I think I kind of definitely had my finger in a few pies so to speak. So I think, yeah, I did it. I did maths, um, English. There was, um, there was a, there was biology, I think in year 11, um, didn't delve into any drama at all. Um, PE studies got in there. So I think uh, psychology was there. So I was kind of a little bit all over the place. Um, but, um, I think, yeah, I was really grateful that probably, uh, in the end I, yeah, got, um, a number of, I suppose, experiences in, and found out, I guess, what it was that I did really enjoy and, and click with, which, um, yeah, led me to, I suppose, yeah, pursuing a career path that I'm still involved with now that, um, yeah, I do really enjoy. I wonder if you might speak a little further to that notion of not knowing. Um, I, I mean, I, I'll I'll share my card. I, I think it's okay not to know. Um, and yet lots of people do know and, and they sort of have a target and, and they know what happens next and then the course that they're going to get into and, and you know, they kind of map it all out. So there will be people listening and, and, and some of our listeners are parents of senior students who are getting to that pointy end of their kind of their, their secondary school education and maybe that you've got a message for parents and maybe there's a message for a, a young student who's maybe not sure where they're going. What? in your experience of not really knowing, are there benefits to that? Is, is it okay? Would you now say, yes, it was okay, that, that pathway? Yeah, definitely it was okay. It wasn't until um, it was probably, it was a careers night, I think, uh, in year 12 um, when I did actually, I suppose, um, yeah, gravitate towards a certain career pathway that I wanted to go down. Um, and I suppose probably a lot of um I think it's easy for lots of students and parents of students to get um, caught up in, you know, prerequisite subjects and, and ATAR scores and, and all of those kinds of things. But um, I think, yeah, certainly when you um, when you graduate and you go and um, sort of, yeah, tackle the world away from school, you, you do certainly learn and appreciate that there's, you know, if you want to, you know, work your way into a certain profession enough, there are certainly lots of options in terms of getting into that um, profession. So you don't necessarily, you know, need to have done all of the, um, the prerequisites in year 12 and, and getting certain ACE cars, it might, you know, end up involving an extra year at university or the like. Um, but, um, I, yeah, I don't think there's any rush. And certainly, you know, for me, it was far more important that I ended up, you know, going down um, a career path that I was going to enjoy as opposed to um, being a bit more... Um, uh, I, I suppose a bit more impulsive about it at the time and potentially pursuing um, something that I, I wasn't going to enjoy as much. I think that's really sound advice from somebody who's lived it. Uh, I, I'm thrilled that enjoyment and, and maybe passion even and interest is some of the parameters by which you made decisions. So can you tell us where did you end up? So you finish year 12, you got a particular number. Did you then go and travel? Did you go and work? Were you on the tools or did you go to a university? What, what happened after leaving Yarra? Yeah, so um, I, went to, I went to university. Um, I went to Deakin University um, and studied exercise and sports science. Um, which from that careers night I alluded to earlier was, was the career um, 
or the um, degree, sorry, that probably had my name on it. And so I started that and and worked my way through that, which was a three-year degree. Um, I finished up um, that degree and then I had probably my my year of fun where I went and travelled for a year and I played um, for a cricket side um, or club over in the UK and lived in the UK for six months and and travelled throughout plenty of Europe um, throughout that six months and um, I had the time of my life over there. That was an amazing, amazing time. And I then came back and um, completed my master's in clinical exercise physiology. Um, which was an 18-month um, degree. And then from there, I um, have basically just been in the right place at the right time um, a number of times um, since then. So um, my final placement that I um, completed as a part of my studies, um, that private clinic was one I, an environment I really enjoyed being in and, and they were advertising um, for a new um, employee at the time. Um, and so I was fortunate fortunate enough to basically have a five-week job interview um, in that space and, and was fortunate enough to land a, a position there. Um, and then, yeah, a couple of other things sort of happened throughout um, COVID and, and client-based and I was, was fortunate enough to get an opportunity to come back to Deakin University and, and work teaching into the same master's program that I studied in. Um, and that's what takes up um, most of my time um, professionally now and I still um, see some clients still at that clinic about uh, one and a half days worth of clients a week and then most of my time now um, at Deakin University teaching into the exercise physiology program here at Deakin. Wow that that is that's a terrific steamroll of fortunate moments but I'm not a big believer in just luck I think there's <laughs> hard work involved I think showing up as your best self wherever and whenever you can. And and you mentioned there was a sort of a five-week job interview. I think you said five-week. Um, mm-hmm. That notion of in that time, you, you've still got to show up and you've still got to prove yourself. So let's call it success and, and maybe we can de- define that a little bit. But you're now in a, a role with content and information that you enjoy it's something that you were interested in so you've studied about it and now you get to teach about it as well while also um, practicing on the side um, which I think is a a good combination how much of that do you put down to luck and fortunate and how much do you put down to hard work and and putting in the time and the effort yeah it's a it's a really good question I think um there's um, probably the you know there were throughout my masters there was no doubt lots and lots of hard work it was um, you know I'll, I'll be completely honest Paul the the undergrad degree didn't have anywhere near the workload um, that the masters did um, I likened the the masters degree like to being back in in year twelve it was it was lots of content every week and of course you were trying to you know work and play sport and all of those kinds of things on top of it so it was a really busy time and and certainly during that um that 18 months it it was yeah there was a lot of hard work involved throughout those um those 18 months but um yeah I i think throughout that as well um you know i think to to try and further um myself as a clinician at the time i i stayed in contact with one of the um, the lecturers here at Deakin who I um, 
developed, I suppose, a, a particularly good relationship with whilst I was studying. Um, and it was my connection through her and, and meeting up with her that actually um, landed me um, the opportunity to come back and work at Deakin. So I think, um, you know, it, it's really probably, if anything, uh, and I don't like boost or talking myself up too much, but I think I was just relatively proactive throughout all of those times and, th- you know, trying to develop relationships with, you know, key stakeholders within um, within my sort of profession. Um, and it wasn't to try and land a new job or anything at that stage. It was literally just to try and further my development as a, as a clinician. And um, yeah, it, the, the stones kind of all just um, fell the right way. And, and I was fortunate enough to now be in the position I am um, working where I am. So yeah, not. I mean, there, there's elements of, of small amounts of luck in there, I suppose. But no, certainly lots of um, unfortunately late nights, making sure assignments and things were done on time, and um, planning for for clients and appointments to to yeah give myself a chance to keep sort of taking a step forward professionally each day. I think that's a t- tremendous reflection on the character that that I remember you being as a student of of somebody who's willing to do the hard work and wanting to show up as their best self and I think I think that's so important that it's it's actually yeah there's a work ethic there but there's also a, a personal integrity in Jack Harper the, the the man Jack Harper the the person who wants to do the best that they can and show up as you say for your clients and and also now for your students I, I think there's something deep uh, deeply embedded in there in the character and 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 whether that comes from your education, maybe it comes from home. Maybe there's certain values and uh, attributes that we get from you know significant people in our lives. All of those things combine to to you know make us who we are. And and there's professional influences and personal influences in all of that as well. Jack, I'm I'm going to push you a little harder outside of your comfort zone. And and I know you're not going to like this, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to insist that you do this. You've got 30 seconds, mm-hmm. and I want you to to take the opportunity to Give us a 30-second brag. Like what's going really well for you right now? What, what's something you're working on that you is, is working well? What's something that's – what's great in your life right now? Um, oh, probably the most significant one. My, my golf handicap is lower than my dad's, so I'm always um, – pretty happy when that's the case um so yeah <laughs> that's probably we'll take the, that happy with that that's yeah, awesome <laughs> yeah um so no whenever i've got the the bragging rights over um over my dad and my brother for for what it's worth as well um on the golf course is always a nice thing um uh probably uh, another brag um i'll probably it's still uh, professionally um i've been fortunate enough to be yeah, given the opportunity to uh have the lead in a new project um, happening here at Deakin, which involves um, uh, developing simulated um, content for the students, which will um, hopefully give them more exposure to working with population groups like Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, um, those with disabilities, um, and um, and yeah, some other sort of culturally diverse population groups, whether that might be working with an interpreter or the like. So um, yeah, there's been a fair bit of funding from the school, which has been um, allocated to this project. So yeah, to be given the responsibility to to lead that project, something that's happening at the moment and um, very time consuming, but um, pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's good to, to, as you say, to take the lead on something like that into new territories, into, into new ground, breaking new ground is... Uh, Again, I would say a reflection of your willingness to, to put yourself forward but also to do the work and, and your character tells somebody who makes the decision to say, yeah, Jack, you're going to be our lead on this. 
to 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 trust you to uh, you know to 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 lead the team. So that's that's terrific. Uh, we're speaking with Jack Harper from the class of two thousand and twelve. And Jack, I wonder if I can offer you a phrase. Um, mm-hmm. It might be one that is very familiar to you. Um, it's our school motto, and it's Lavavi Oculus. Mm-hmm. Do you recall what that means, and what does it mean to you today? Uh, I, I do recall it. It's um. It's uh, it's I look to the the hills or I look to the sky or, or something along those lines. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So lavavi oculus to to lift up our eyes. Lift up our eyes. Yeah. Um. So no, I think um, you know, I think I'm a I'm a big believer that you know if you if you walk you know this is uh, potentially quite cliche but you know if you if you walk around looking at the floor then you you miss so much of what's going on in the world today and um you know good bad or indifferent i think um you know it's really important to be you know taking um yeah life moment by moment and um enjoying and and being grateful for i suppose all of the um yeah the the things that we're fortunate enough to you know have happen to us each day so no i'm certainly one that doesn't like to get too far um you know, ahead of myself in any um, in any element of life. I, I prefer to yeah be someone that is relatively you know living in the moment kind of thing. And, and yeah, certainly that motto um, I think just entails you know looking at what's in front of you in the world as opposed to you know looking at the ground and, and potentially missing it. Yeah, I, I I appreciate that. I I agree with that. I think it's about yeah being alert and aware of, of what's going on beyond yourself. I think that's really important. Um, Jack, I wonder if we might move now to a a part of our conversation that I like to call the lightning round, where I'm going to throw a bunch of short and sharp questions at you, and and some of them will be one word. Um, Mm -hmm. Others might be a short phrase, and uh, some of them will be top of mind, and others you might have to dig a little deeper into um, your memory banks, or if if in doubt, just make something up and we'll go with that. (laughs) No worries. Um, so, Jack Harper from the class of 2012, what house were you in at Yarra Valley Grammar? Annals, blue. And were annals any good in your day? Oh, were annals any good in your day? No, we were we were fortunate. We were very good um, in my day, Paul. I, I think maybe in all my time at Yarra, I think I potentially only had, I think there were a couple of swimming carnivals that we potentially got um, got done by Arna. But um, certainly at athletics, um, I think we managed to take the chocolates each of the years I was involved. <laughs> it sounds like there was some healthy rivalry going on. If you had to choose, would you prefer to be house athletics or house swimming? Oh, I think I preferred house athletics. Um, I think, yeah, I think I was more comfortable on land than in the water. So um, I think I was happier to, to be um, yeah, part of a winning house um, on the land rather than in the water. I'm going to assume that you weren't on the stage, but is there a performance, a presentation, a speaker that you heard maybe while you're in the PAC in your time at Yarra that that comes to mind? Did you go and cheer on some friends? Was there a a particular orchestral performance that you remember or or were you in the drama and you were a tree in the background and you were a great tree? Um, I don't want to sort of spruik this too much, but probably the... um presentations in the PAC I was most familiar with were were the ones that um, my dad who was the director of sport at the time put together um, and even when I was was young and, and wasn't involved in the teams that he was he was showcasing there was 
they certainly always resonated with me because it was, oh, you know, I want to play in, you know, the first football team or the first cricket team. And, um, you know, seeing them be up on the screen at assembly, I think, was probably something that resonated um, certainly with uh, with me quite a lot. And, um, yeah, they were they were kind of the main ones. And then probably the other ones. And then, yeah, this one might make you a bit uncomfortable. But certainly every time I, I listen to you at, at assembly, you certainly left me, you know, walking out of the PAC with a bit of pep in my step, which was, um, yeah, certainly something I, um, yeah, remember quite fondly as well. It's very kind of you, Jack. <laughs> You've made your father and uh, your, your old school chaplain very proud. Thank you. <laughs> um, tell me then... Um, the notion of uh, success. What what does success mean to you? What does it look like? What is it? Oh, there's a yeah. No, there's there's probably the question needed to dig slightly deeper for. Um, <clears throat> look for. I think for me, success is um, you know. Uh, oh, I think yeah. For me, I think success is something that's um, you know. Uh, it's dependent on what someone's probably purpose is. Um, for some people, you know, and, and this is not me, but it, um, some people, you know, their purpose purpose is to make as much money as they can. But for, for me, I, I prefer to be, you know, um, I like sort of giving and giving back. So for me, success is, um, is, is whether it's professionally, um, personally, um, it's, it's feeling like I'm, I'm playing a role in um, adding to the lives of others. So whether that's a client or a student, my family, my partner, um, teammates um, that I play sport with, I think that, yeah, I am happy to put, pop my head on the pillow each night deeming, you know, that day was successful if I feel like I've yeah, added to the life of, of someone else. That's a beautiful answer. I, I resonate with that very strongly maybe something that's a, a shorter answer what would you find normally in your lunchbox when you're a student at Yarra in my sorry in my what sorry in your lunchbox in my lunchbox uh, probably um, I think from year nine onwards uh, we were fortunate enough to have the the toasty machine so probably there was always a ham and cheese sandwich or a ham and cheese roll in there that went straight into the toaster at, um, at recess or lunchtime and I think that was probably the most common um, thing you would have found in my lunchbox. You mentioned briefly that um, your dad used to work at Yarra um, and, and maybe even while you were a student at Yarra, um, mm-hmm. Brian was uh, a staff member here. How did you travel to school? Did, did, did your parents have a role in that or did you jump on the bus or did you ride your bike? How did you get to school? No, I was with dad on the way to school. Um, uh, yeah, I'd say I was with dad on the way to school every morning. Um, yeah, without fail, with enough with my brother and a, a couple of other um, Yarra Valley students at the time as well, um, who all lived in our local area. And then um, on the way home was probably a toss of the coin, often between between mum or dad. Um, and mum obviously now um, is a staff member at Yarra currently, um, and she started at Yarra I think when I was in year nine. Um, so probably, uh, yeah, there was always um, a message or something that went out um, during the day saying my brother and I trying to work out who was leaving first, whether it was mum or dad, and, um, and that's who his office we'd head down to. What, uh, what was your first car? My first car? Um, it's a, a red Suzuki Swift Sports, and it was my first and currently my, my final. I'm still, um, still driving around in that, um, that guy today. Have you named your car? 
No, I haven't. Um, no, it was. Uh, I bought the car off my parents, so it's. Um, I, I didn't feel like I developed maybe that instant bond <laughs> that others maybe do when they see it in a dealership or the like. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, tell me a little bit about your. Uh, maybe you've got a, a, a rhythm or a ritual or something that's important to you. Maybe that you do daily, whether it's a, a, the way you begin your day, whether it's um, maybe you know you, you swear by having three glasses of water before you. Um, you know, before you step out the front door, is there something that helps you to be your best? Um, oh, it's a good, good question. I think, um, oh, this, oh, what would that be? Um, I think probably that there's always, um, oh, probably the, honestly, the best, the one I can give of is that, um, you know, at the, I've been fortunate enough over the last few years that um, I, I haven't been strung up at home too much. I've been able to get out and, and work um, within a clinic or on campus. And, and I think something that um, probably the, the best answer I can give to, to this is, is I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and um, I think hearing other people's um, stories and, and picking up little pearls of wisdom um, from them, you know, they're, they're just obviously little things that some of them aren't plausible to implement into my life but um you know some of them are you know little things whether that's it's sport related or um you know just um professional related or, or lots of other things and so i think um yeah i, I listen to, to podcast always now when i'm in the car and, and and on my way to work or on my way to um sport or whatever the case is and i think that's probably yeah one thing that i think has helped me yeah just give my chance to be the best person i can getting um oh, pearls of wisdom I, I guess from people who have um yeah experienced a lot more in the world than i have it's an outstanding medium i think for for story and for as you say for passing on knowledge and insight and understanding and and there's great learning to be had there's no doubt um through the power of podcasts and uh, and i am trusting that the inspired by yarra podcast is going to be if it's not already on your list no definitely tell me um jack what was your nickname did you have a nickname at school um, I did. I was I was probably just Harps um, at school, so yeah, probably a fairly original one. Um, had to make sure that yeah, uh, Dad wasn't involved to avoid any confusion, as I think that one's um, probably been uh, used with a few of us. But no, Harps was was probably the most common um, one that got thrown around at school. Harps, thanks for inviting me over for dinner. I'm coming around this weekend. What are you going to prepare? What's the meal? What's your go-to if you've got people coming for dinner? Yeah, um, oh, this there's a podcast I listen to often, and, and this is a question that gets um, thrown in on that podcast. I should have a, an answer prepared, probably slightly better than um, than what I've got. But I think it would probably be um, uh, probably a Mexican um, theme. Um, there's a relatively, um, I think it tastes quite good, and, and someone like me can manage to put it all together without too much risk but um yeah i've got quite a a burrito mix i'm quite happy with that i think um if i had a group of people coming around that's what i'd resort to very nice and i think i listen to the same podcast so the the follow-up question is going to be one that you're going to uh, predict and that is take me out of the equation but three people are coming any time any era dead or alive who's coming for dinner Yep. No. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, for me, we I was actually at a com at a I had dinner with another um, Yarra old grammarian the other night. And we all answered um, this question. Um, for me, it was Cameron Smith, 
um, Nelson Mandela and Michael McIntyre. So quite a diverse trio, um, but that's uh, for different reasons that they're the three that I would go for. Michael McIntyre, is he the comedian? Is Michael McIntyre the comedian? The comedian, yes. Yeah, Michael uh, McIntyre, yes. the comedian. Um, Nelson Mandela, just because he's, I think, uh, I'd develop, yeah, I'd just get so inspired just by hearing his story and um, his ability to forgive. And um, Cameron Smith, because I absolutely love my golf and, um, and yeah, I, I just have a lot of time for what he's doing on the golf course at the moment. I'd like to see if he could uh, shed any information to help my golf. <laughs> And uh, that would be information that you'd want to hold on to yourself and not share with your dad or your brother, I'm imagining. Absolutely. <laughs> very good, very good. Jack, I wonder if uh, in whether it be uh, for, through your family and your, your personal contacts or whether it's through a podcast that you've listened to, but is there a piece of advice that, it, that has stuck with you that has helped you to perform or to be the best version of you, some advice that you would pass on? Yeah, um, no, I think for, for me, it's you've got to, um, you, you've got to wake up and look forward to, you know, what you've got ahead of, of you that day. So I think whether it's at school, whether it's at university, um, in your work, I think you, you've got to, you know, have a, a drive and passion and, and purpose um, with what you do each day. So um, if you've ever got, um, you know, decisions that are going to influence, you know, that, that purpose or, or drive that you have, um, I'd always, um, you know, err on the side of what are you going to enjoy the most and what do you have the most passion in. So subjects at school, degree, um, job, um, what sport you're going to play, you know, I think it's really important to, you know, um, pursue, um, you know, what you are the most interested in and what makes you the, the happiest and Certainly that's something I try and, and do and I've yeah, been incredibly fortunate to, to land myself in a position where I am lucky enough to wake up each day with a yeah, wonderful family, wonderful partner and, and friends and um, yeah, feel like I've got a bit of purpose each day. It's a good way to be and, and, and I appreciate also you, it's not lost on you the, the significance of having those things to look forward to each day because not everybody does but you've found and you've developed those connections and relationships to, to make that part of your everyday which is outstanding. Jack, you've been really generous with your time. I've just got one or two final questions for you before we, uh, before we, we, we take a break and, and that is um, this is the Inspired by Yarra podcast is there something or someone, a moment, a person that you would reflect on that was an inspiration to you? It might have been somebody who gave you some feedback on some work that you were doing. Maybe it was a coach along the way somewhere. Maybe it was a, a teacher or a student who did something that, that kind of pushed you to a new level, helped you kind of unpack more of yourself, something that inspired you in your time at Yarra. I think probably for me it was uh, there was a conversation I had with um, with Jenny Farmelow, Mrs. Farmelow, who was the head of middle school um, as I was in year year nine, um, and um, it was it was nothing more than probably five minutes that I I had in her office, and um, you know she was obviously um, so lovely, and um, it was just a, it was something that she didn't need to do, which is probably why I you know really appreciated at the time and um she just outlined that she'd been over um 
a couple of things I'd done, you know, that year um, in the classroom and, and she'd taken, you know, notice of, of, of them. Um, she'd taken notice of my progress effectively. So, you know, I, I'm happy enough to say I was by no means the, um, the most academically um, wise in my year level. But um, for, I think, for Mrs. Varmelo to take time out to, to recognise, you know, progress and, and some performance in some exams, which I'd worked really hard on. Um, that was something she didn't have to do. And, and probably um, that, yeah, at that time of, um, of my school where it's probably you, you still feel like you're a long way away from the end. Um, I think that gave me a fair bit of, um, yeah, motivation and, and drive to, you know, carry on into the following year. That's an outstanding reflection. And it, prompts me but other listeners to this conversation to take time to to maybe uh, notice things that people are growing and developing in different ways and and not just to notice it but to let them know that you notice it um, as you say all those years ago it's still something that stands out for you and uh, I, th- I think for me it's a reminder to to acknowledge the development and pr- progress of other people and let them know about that so i I really appreciate that reflection jack um my final question and it's a two-part question Mm -hmm. and uh the the question is or part one is what's the the question or the the topic that you really wanted me to ask you about (laughs) in this conversation and part b is can you please then answer that question yeah, no, probably, um, I don't know if I've got the, the question I would have liked um, you to ask at all, but probably more of a, a topic that I thought was going to come up um, that um, that didn't come up was um, I've been incredibly fortunate to um, go overseas with um, with Yarra Valley twice, um, once as a student and one, um, fortunately enough, as a, as a staff member. And um, yeah, I thought that um, throughout this, this conversation, there might have been some... Um, discussion around yeah the, the most incredible times that I was I was fortunate enough to be on the end of um, through being um, a part of the the Yarra the greater Yarra family um, as a student and then as a coach um, so no they were both cricket tours um, to the UK um, both for different reasons I've got some um, obviously different memories of but um, yeah both of those um, experiences are things that I'll certainly cherish forever and um, yeah without Yarra Valley I wouldn't have had the opportunity for so yeah, they were. That was something I thought might have, have come up. I didn't necessarily want it to. I just thought it um, thought it might. And um, yeah, certainly if it did, I was going to um, express my gratitude at being fortunate enough to go on those two those two tours because um, yeah, they certainly um, for for different reasons. Um, yeah, did a lot into shaping who I am um, today, which was uh, yeah, again something I'll, I'll never be able to express my gratitude enough for. Fantastic. Well, you've raised the topic and you've explored around it and all of that is going to stay on uh, on our recording. So well done. I'm glad that uh, you could reflect on those things uh, briefly. Jack Harper from the class of 2012, thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your storytelling. Thank you for taking the the time out of your day but also to reflect and reflect deeply on uh, and some of the things that we've been exploring together today. It seems to me that your memories of Yarra uh, though some time ago are still strong and the influences of various people and various moments in your life are, are those influences that you are still grateful for and uh, and and seem to refer to and, and turn back to uh, in your own journey and, and as you seek to be the best version of you that you can. You have been inspired by the opportunities that Yara presented to you 
and through opportunities like maybe coming back and doing some coaching and maybe sharing stories on a podcast like this, you have been and will continue to to be an inspiration to Yarra. So for that, we give you great thanks. Thank you. No, thanks, Paul. Um, thanks for having me. It's yeah, been an absolute um, yeah pleasure to come on, and um, no, I can uh, certainly um, can certainly outline that um, the Inspired by Yarra podcasts will uh, will go um, straight to the uh, the top of my library on my podcast app. <laughs> Fantastic. And with that, we'll say goodbye. Thanks, Paul. And that wraps up another episode of the Inspired by Yarra podcast. And Jack is just an all-round good guy. Thinking of others, acknowledging the team, endeavouring to do what he can to make the lives of people who he interacts with a little better. Whether that be by taking time to speak and to listen to them and their story, to help them uh, as a teacher and as a lecturer, to maybe help them in a physiological way to help get them back on the sports field or to uh, be equipped to participate in life. He's just an all-round wholesome individual and I was thrilled to be able to catch up with Jack and to hear some of his reflections and some of his stories. I particularly am warming to the notion and the reminder um, not only as teachers should we take time to acknowledge others but as people, there are people in your life and in mine who are doing great things, who are making great progress. And while we might observe it, we might recognise it, not often enough do we acknowledge it and maybe even take time to let them know that we appreciate their growth and their development. So that's a challenge that I take away from this conversation, to actually let people know that they have been noticed by me. I hope you will also enjoy us next episode. After you've shared this one with somebody, maybe help them to download it, help them to subscribe to it, and then join us again next episode where we'll sit down again with another Yog, another Yarra Old Grammarian, and see how they too have been inspired by Yarra. My name's Paul Joy, and on behalf of everyone here at Yarra, I want to wish you another day of inspiration where you go on out there with a new level of intentionality to make a positive impact in the world around you.